The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Good morning, it's uh, Nicholas. I have a great uh, show for you guys today. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. We're going out live to every part of the world, near, far and wide. You know, it's an honor to be doing this, you know, show for God. It's an honor, obviously, to be doing this for you and your busy schedule that you've made time to actually be here. You know, your time is important to me. I don't take it lightly. There's, there's many things you could be doing in your day, but I'm believing that in the journey we'll be taking together over the next few minutes, that it will plant seeds, ideas in your mind, mind that will land on fertile soil. And this will result in a shift in any area of your life that you seek. You know, we're all looking for a shift somewhere in our lives. What area are you looking for a shift for in today? You must be frustrated maybe in some area of your life. A sudden shift can happen at any time. And the question I always ask is why not right now? We're all looking for change. So I'm standing alongside you, friend, and believing with you. You know, patience is our greatest asset or lack of it can be really our greatest enemy. You know, what will be will be, but it's ultimately your patience in it that will dictate whether you're stressed or calm in the process of your life. It's not the time in your life, really, but the life in your time that makes all the difference. But you can access this show on this wonderful platform here at Voice America every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And any time and including any other episode on iTunes just by searching New Dimensions. But it's great. A lot of things have happened since the last week, and I'm going to address them. We have we've been through an election 2016, which has been a primetime show. It's been going around the world, a lot of rhetoric and vitriol. So, you know, you woke up this morning and you're still the same. You're breathing the air. You have all the potential ahead of you. The problems that you personally had and the way you feel is still there. And that doesn't change from the outside. So the story playing in your head is still there. The issues we have in our lives are still there. But what I'm saying is we can be aware of what's going on in the world. It's good to be aware, but not good to be stressed or nervous. I'm not surprised that most people are nervous as they're living their life in fear and making this decisions based on the really at the mercy of their emotional mind. We react to things emotionally. Very often we don't react rationally because what happens, our feelings come in and then our thoughts follow the feelings, just like a dog on a leash. Thought comes in, it's the mind story, which is our own reality, but it's really the mind box and the story that needs to be filled, filled usually with fear and filled usually with, with scare. So I'm very positive. The, the, the positive thing is in change, change can bring with it 
potential. Every day is potential. So when something new happens, if we're looking at it through a lens of fear, of course, we're, we're scared and we're stressed because we, we, we have little faith. If we're looking in terms of faith, we know that all things are working together and the potential will always be there. I'm not going to make this a political show because there's other things I need to talk about. But if we continue to have our reality, and I'm doing this because I, I tweeted this out yesterday and I've had probably about 30,000 people on it. If we continue to have our reality in a them-us we shall remain as we were in the 50s. We need to believe that we can end the racial divide, because I do. I'm not just talking, I'm addressing an audience in America, but I'm also addressing an audience worldwide. The divide is worldwide, because when we're looking at something as them and us, we have a problem in all of the nations of the world. Some of the wars going on are about a strip of land that we're fighting over. It's all about them us. So it's an attitude of ourselves and how we see others that predicates all of these world divides. So it's important to know that if we're going to be successful as a country, America as a world, we can only become united, all colors, black and white children holding hands, people together of all races, if we change the them and us. Because it's only through changing the way we see things that ultimately will change the way we see them. If we see it in divide, and that's our reality, that will be our reality. But if we see it differently, as all people were born from God, in God, in his spirit, and blood flows the same color, we'll break all this down. And I'm staying away from the politics because I support anybody who is elected for the simple fact in ministry, I want to create unity. I know it's not the person elected that's going to change the problem we have with unarmed people getting shot and with schooling and with people in the street and really with a mentality that's carried in the hearts of certain people. That's not going to be, we've had two periods of d democracy actually with a black president and it's probably gotten worse in some areas of, of racial divide. So that's not the solution. We know that's not the solution. The solution really is people with a heart for God because they can love God and out of that love themselves better because if I'm loving myself, it makes it harder to have animosity towards other people because my nature changes because I'm in love and not anger and resentment. That comes from separation of who your character really is. So we're all born with this superiority, but in life we become conditioned and we move away from it. I mean, Philippians tells us, make a statement, Philippians, Paul in Philippians, a statement that he actually said, rejoice in all difficult circumstances. And John 16, 33, Jesus tells us, expect trouble in this, in this world. And a scripture in Matthew, I believe it's in 24, rumors. You see, there are rumors in the world, but do not be alarmed. So what you put your faith and focus in will ultimately determine your journey. Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for evil, to give you hope in a future. So we really need to rise up, um, really need to rise up so we can be a stronger, united, not just country, but united world. And this is really what's on my heart. We have a lot, a lot of disunity in the world that's created by the them, us, and the way we see ourselves, because what we've happened, we've wandered away from our 
character, which is in love and in God. We've become godless or God with a small g at best. And therefore, after decades and generations and hundreds of years, we're walking around in a world's wilderness. We're not really in the promised land because we have so much strife. The promised land would be the best for our lives, which is operating at a better level. So really, friends, your focus will determine how you live your life out, <clears throat> not Don or Hillary. <clears throat> You know, we've had generations of people, as I say, dressed in different political clothing, but the divide between the people really is mentality. That's what it is. We, 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 we now need people who are God people, people really who are people builders, as this estuary really is, is what everything flows out of. So when you're right with God, basically you're right with other people. And, uh, you know, I could go into a, an eloquent journey of the world's political problems as they've been created by those that search for meaning, but in all the wrong places, in all the wrong ways. But, you know, I will not. I will instead steward my time that God gave me with you today because I'm believing there are more urgent issues that we need to address. You know, racial divide, anger in people, apathy, isolation, you know, rising suicide rates amongst young people. Just a few days ago, it was brought to my attention that a couple of people, young people with potential that I know had committed suicide. And really, and I minister to these people, and it's heartbreaking to hear of that. But these are very real things. We have a youth, really, who are growing up with weak role models, fathers who father the children and they're not present to and if they are they're not they're not good role models so we live as divided people that are dysfunctional but in a functional unified ecosystem the galaxy and milky way beyond the world is great you know nothing much really has changed over the centuries as so was the garden of eden great it's the human inhabitants really that tested it pushed it and then created all of the dysfunction that came out of that so it's in our human nature from the first Adam and Eve to be bent on wanting our way. And this all started really there. It's in our human nature. So this is why the only way we can change is to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Very simply, if I cannot change my mindset, I can't change myself. And if I can't change myself, I can't change my family, the people I encounter when I'm driving, the people I encounter at this coffee shop, at the grocery store. This thing becomes big. It's like a stack of cards. You know, you hit one, but if they're lined up, they could be lined up millions of cards. It impacts everything. So the small things really start with us because that's going to impact everything. So, and I've gone totally off. God's moved me on this. I've gone totally off the title for this week, but we will get some time to hit, to go onto that title. My, what's on my heart is let's make the most of what we have right now. Our lives are like a shadow. They're here for a minute and then gone. Who knows what will happen tomorrow? You know, we must ponder our priorities and the meaningless nature of what we value most, what we obsess over, and those things that satisfy us only for a short time. You know, all that we have, our abilities, gifting and possessions are all from the hand of God. We're born with nothing. We're born naked and we actually die naked. So they're all gifted to us. But when we get distracted 
We begin to lose our purpose as we begin to think it's all in our control. You know, you'll work hard. It may seem like you're all alone at time. It will get dark. You will get tired. But I can assure you that your ticket has already been paid for. All you need to do is walk your life out with contentment and with gratitude and have a heart open to see how greatness has already been set before you. So pursue your passions, you know, with integrity, with confidence, stretch, become uncomfortable and manifest the things that were eluding you and were apparently out of your grasp because you will find all that you need is already in hand. And then you'll be able to connect to the priceless gift, which is joy and contentment. They're yours all along, but we've been trying to reach on the wrong shelf. The mustard's always been there, but it's been on the top shelf and we've been stopping short. So we've been selling ourselves short of what all we have is already in reach. Peace and joy and contentment. You can't buy that because billionaires are killing themselves. Peace, joy and contentment. It's always been there. All the things you want are already in creation. There's nothing new, but it's a new way of looking at it and a new mindset that will get you to be able to possess them. So we're going to get into it. That was a, an introduction, but it's really we could land the plane on, on that part. But... You know, I plan these shows and very often I get taken aside because something's on my heart really to be able to speak into people. And that's really the whole point. I'm not trying to build a platform. I'm trying to build people. And I believe if I build people, eventually I'll build a platform. That really is my priority. That's my my prayer. I really don't need to be doing this because five years ago I was financially and really well set up in my counseling business and uh, nutrition business I had at that time. But tragedy upon tragedy brought me closer to God and it's on my heart to do this. This has been a very hard journey to get the book out, to get the shows done, to get all of these things because it's countercultural. So you're battling the enemy. You're battling a lot of resistance. You're battling a lot of negativity, a lot of hate mail, a lot of death threats, a lot of these things that have happened. But you know what? It's it's pure joy. My joy is not really dependent upon what the money's coming in. It's dependent really upon the lives that potentially I can change, but not only change those lives, change the lives that those people encounter after they've been changed. That really is it. But the title for the show, I don't know whether you read the synopsis, it's called What's Stopping You? A lot of us are I know face this morning with, with that or this evening, we feel like we've been stopped. We feel that the changes that have happened overnight, but they really haven't happened overnight. They've happened over decades because what's happened now was seeded in the past. Nothing happens automatically. Just like a friend of mine, his wife left him, but he's been very angry and he's been an alcoholic. No, and nothing happens overnight. It develops over a long period of time. So change What's stopping you? Change is stopping you. You know, why not resisting change? Change, resisting change will make your life less stressful. And you will find the things that are holding you back from the thing that you want to accomplish in your life will become much more accessible. So change is the, one of the greatest things that stops us. We don't like change. We like to stay the same. It may be not good. It may be dysfunctional. It may be painful. It may be an addiction. It may be a problem that we can't break away from. It may be a limiting mindset. But because we're in that, we feel comfortable because we've become acclimated to it. We've become conditioned to it. Conditioned to something that's really way less to what's in you and what God has put in you. So seeing... All changes, even the painful ones, as positive. It's the way we see them. 
will open you up to embracing them as they're a constant in life, changes all the time. You know, when my mother died in my arms, that was a change in 2012. When father passed away tragically a few years before that, that was a change. When the bank called me and they said they'd lost almost a million dollars two years ago, that was a change. When I had tenants that didn't pay for a year and ran away, that was all change. All of these things are changes. It's better to accept the change that will always be coming right at you. It's like waves crashing as a shore as then they don't have control over you, but instead you spin them to work for you. You can't change the change, but the way it's coming, but the way I'm working it is I'm spinning it for me. I'm no longer controlled by my circumstances, but I will use them to my advantage. You cannot control what is coming, but you can definitely control how you think about it. Do and ultimately how you come out of it at the other side. You know, God doesn't care where you've been. You might be an addict. You might be a divorcee. You might be a bankrupt. You might have done criminal activity. God doesn't care about where you've been as much as he cares about where you're going. We must lose ourselves of the burdens of what's been before so we can be empty enough to receive what is coming. And that message is very strong for somebody. We must let go of our past because it's weighing us down and we must seize the ability to be open to what's coming. If I think of the past in the morning when I wake up in bed, I'll still be hitting the snooze button. I, I would not be able to get up because very simply, the burden of those things will be so great. I think of what's coming. I've got to reach forward to the goal, reach forward to the prize. You know, better is yet to come, but it involves something in me that has to activate that. Faith is your activator to your potential, which will bring you what God has in hand into your hand. So James 1 tells us, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It produces stamina. It produces just like a muscle. If you're lifting a 10-pound weight, it develops. If you're lifting a 50-pound weight, it has to rise up to develop. So the faith produces perseverance because we get tested and guess what? Our faith becomes stronger. We persevere. In other words, we go through elections. We go through things maybe that didn't work out the way we wanted to. That can be financially. It can be in our work life. It can be in our in a relationship. It can be in moving homes and you found that the new area didn't change your life. But you know, it won't change your life. The only person that can change your life is you and that's inside of you. Christ is inside of you. So the better part of you is in you. You need to find it. That's why life is a pilgrimage to find the better part of you. We're all hunting for gold. And that gold is not in the Gucci store or in the Hermes store. It's produced in you and your character. So that's really where it is. And James continues. It goes on to tell us, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, you know that the testing your faith produces steadfastness. And let that strength have its full effect so you may be perfect and lacking nothing. So by letting it have its effect doesn't mean you're going to get a million dollars overnight. It means you're going to have peace and joy. And really, when you have peace and joy, you lack nothing because how can you be scarce in joy and peace? How can you be depressed in joy and peace? How, how can you be addicted to Prozac or drugs or alcohol when you're in peace? You have it all. When you have the money, the external circumstances, if you don't have peace and joy, guess what? And I know people, I'm not going to mention names, 
well-known people right now that are that are dying and that they're on drugs. They can barely get up in the morning. Their house is just filthy. And you know what? It's the peace and joy. That's really what counts. But so many of us, as I say, we're looking in, in another relationship and changing the one we have, getting a newer car, getting paid ten or $20,000 more a year. It's not going to change you because it will add the burden, actually, of having to have more and to maintain more. I went through a period of having a few years ago, I, I, before I really got into helping people. This was many, I had several cars and you know what? Miserable and depressed because you know what? It's a temporary fix. It's like getting high on a glass of vodka. It, it does not give you the lasting joy. And I will say this, it doesn't mean that all changes are comfortable or easy, but when you embrace them as being constant, which means they're inevitable, you'll be less likely to resist them. And that's where all our stress is. Our stress is not in the change, it's in resisting the change. This is the, in the resistance response. It's a condition response from most of us. We condition. When a change comes, we respond to it with resistance. When Donald Trump comes, we respond to it with resistance. When our tax bill comes, we respond to it with resistance. When our partner goes crazy, we respond to it with resistance. So it's a limbic system. It's an automated automated system that's from our basically our nervous mind which is our limbic mind our emotional mind it triggers and reacts you know we all do this but instead of doing this if, if we need to embrace what is happening outside of us as a tool for change I can only change when I embrace what's happening outside of me as a tool for change otherwise it'll be a wall that you'll never get over so you'll in time find that your life is less subject to ups and downs. It's smoother because you're not resisting. You're not in fear. You're not stressing. Your life is much smoother. It's no longer like a roller coaster. Most of us are living in our marriages and with our children, with our pets, with our business, with our politics. We're living a roller coaster. When it's going our way, we're on a high. But when it's not, we're getting tossed around all over the place like a tree that's not planted. Don't try to control what you cannot. You know, let go of it. Don't burden yourself. As those things, control what you can control and let go of what you can't. So if you want to change your life, be it a habit or choice, you consistently need to that you keep making because we keep making these things by habit or even avoid making decisions. Many people are avoiding to move from a job or an unhealthy relationship or to do something more with their lives because they're, they're resisting it. So changing the way you think will be the catalyst that allows you to see that change through. You need to have a vision strong enough in the present to impact your future. It's only by doing this it's only by doing really what you're not doing at the present that you can then do the things that are presently holding you back. So by contrast, staying the same as you are today, you know, it's more comfortable to you and now in the short term. But this approach will dramatically limit and restrict your life and the things you want to achieve both in and through them. Remember, when you change really the way you see things, you change the way you see them. We're going to take a break, and we're, when you get back in the second segment, we're going to talk more about resistance. We're going to talk more about limitations, and then we're going to come with some, some good closing points on how we're going to give you the best life. But it's been great talking to you. As I say, you can access this show again on iTunes anytime. 
The book is Get Out of Mind Jail. It's available on Amazon. Just put Get Out of Mind Jail on Google search and you'll be able to access less than a price really of a sandwich and a coffee. And I'm believing it'll help you in addition to all these podcasts to get a better life. But God bless you. Thanks for being here. And I'll chat to you in the next segment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello again. Welcome back. I hope you had a, a, it's a short break wherever you are today. God bless you. Uh, you may be in your car listening to this live. You may be at home. You may be in the office or you may be somebody who will join it on the podcast on iTunes by just putting in new dimensions. We're talking about the potential. Yes, we've had changes. We've had elections. We know that we're the solution as people because the solution is our hearts that can change ourselves, that can change hearts and minds around us. And those can change. Um, love travels like the wind, as you know. It, it's omnipresent. It knows no bounds. It's the most powerful binder we have. We need to raise up a people really of love, not a people separated by memes, by default modes of hate and separation, because we've been really living fear-based. But to get on with what I was discussing, we were talking about stress and how we resist change. But the question really you may be asking, we were talking about resistance and change, is why are you resisting? You may say, well, you've told me this, Reverend. Why am I resisting? It makes sense. Change, I, I, I don't like some of the things I've got, but I'm scared to go forward. I'm scared to be out of the marriage. If it's unhealthy, I'm not recommending anybody to get out of it until you've really worked hard on it. We Very often in our modern day, we have a disposable society, and that's why a lot of people don't value the things they have. They have children too easily. They have relationships too easily. They buy things too easily. And very often, 
we dispose of it because we think better's round the corner. But if we take that mentality to the thing we've disposed, we will then have the same with the thing we acquire. So why are you resistant? If your resistance is fear-based, it's probably stemmed from a long-held fear. We need to go back to go forward, usually one that started in your childhood. Now, if your resistance is control-based, it can come again from childhood because it's most likely focused on fear of losing control. Maybe you came over a very harsh parent and you had no control and you were told and scolded to do things, that you have no control over your lives or and now you resist being at the mercy of other people or institutions, even filling a form out at the DMV, the Driver's Motor Vehicle Center, can create a headache for you. So we may feel as though we're not allowed to make decisions for ourselves. But in both cases, we need to establish where the issue originated from if we really intend to overcome it. As with any issue in your present, you need to always go back to then be able to go forward. So establishing the source of the trigger and coming to terms with your past can, is becoming really more aware of the reasons and scenarios that are likely to cause triggers and irritants to you today. It'll help you rise above them. In other words, I'll not be so much controlled by my emotions and triggers and do so, it'll help you gradually open up to make changes so those things are no longer blocking you. It's not going to happen overnight as it cannot be flipped by a switch. It's any change is not an event, it's a process. Yes, you can light a match and have fire, but it's actually the process because when you light a match, it becomes a forest fire of 50,000 square feet. Again, process. Process helps perfection. Process helps proving it. And process is potential, potential, potent, strong, potential, meaning it's strong right now. The strongest moment I have is the one I'm moving in right now. The steps set ahead of me. What's gone is gone. I have no power over it. But very often, if I'm stuck in the abuse of my childhood or the abuse of my relationship or an addiction that I had, we're not going forward because what's happened before is preventing us. It's holding us back. It's just like a powerful dog that's tied to a fence. Yes, it's living and moving, but it's not going anywhere. So a bird with broken wings will never leave you, but it, it will not go anywhere. So we need to go back, go back in time. And I've done other podcasts that talked about more of this, you know, people that have known dysfunctional past and how they behaved. And we need to go back into that. Functionally Dysfunctional was a, was a podcast I did about a year ago. Functionally Dysfunctional. In other words, our dysfunction has become functional because we're so used to being dysfunctional that it's become functional. That just puts it in a nutshell. So we must know that a, a change is not an event. It's a process. It's a long, it's a marathon. It can take a very long time before planting a seed, before we get the rice crop or the or the fruit or the apple tree. But we need to get adjusted to comfortable with a process. So when you work on yourself by being aware of your feelings, that's really the key. We're talking about this resistance. When you become more self-aware and the source of where it's coming from, you can then move forward gradually until you're comfortable with a change and no longer associate it with negative feelings or have something negative about it. So that's really the way to do it. So like any long-term solution, 
you know, it can only be achieved like a marathon, one step at a time, one decision at a time, and one day at a time. So please do not get frustrated because you don't see change because very often we stop before we get the breakthrough. And again, I'm feeling this strongly for somebody. We could be going around the wall of Jericho six times. But really, you've got to go around seven for it to come down or 40 years for the Red Sea to open. So you need to or 40 years for, to, to reach the promised land. But you need to really be comfortable with the process because and that really is where the change will come. You need to keep going even when you can't see it. There's a lot of things in my life I can't see. It's it's if I was selling, let's say, jeans for two dollars and I buy them for a dollar and I have a 20-foot container I'm sitting on my profit but doing what I do speaking worldwide writing it's it's it not tangible I know many thousands listen on iTunes but it's not tangible to know the change I am making but we continue to do that Jesus continued to do that regardless because you need to if you have basically 99 sheep and one is lost, do you go after the 99 or the one is lost? You find the one that's lost. So the priority really must be to, for purpose. So when you react to a task negatively, it's in our unconscious mind that distorts our perception of the task to maintain the systematic way that we've always dealt with things in our lives. It's an automotive response when we're resisting something. In this way, our behavior acts like an addiction. It, it's maintained. It's not something that goes away. It's a cyclical pattern. A trigger comes or a change comes. Boom. We are resisting straight away because we've developed that resistance mechanism that I was telling you about. And it's, that's how it's maintained. Otherwise, you wouldn't be resisting every day. It would happen very rarely, but it's not. If we get into this pattern of resisting our partner what they say to us or resisting changes or changes politically or our children or people on the street. And if we have a spirit of resistance, it's come from a habit. It's come from something that's sustained and it's being fed. So it gives us the green light to continue the behavior very simply. So only by developing a feel-good recall can you begin to associate good feelings with new behaviors and actions. That's really what it means. You need to associate good feelings with new behaviors and actions. This will then perpetuate them and make lasting positive changes in your life. You know, of course, the hardest part of all this is the first step. We're, we're staying the same is easy. It requires no activity on your part other than remaining how you are. The problem is it's a long-term pain. So it's harder. It's harder to still be living a life with bad habits. But we never tried hard or consistently to break through. So we need to try and break through those habits. Yes, it's harder to try and break through them, but I believe in the long run, it's harder to live with them. Anything in our life that's negative, negative, is harder to live with even though we acclimate to it. We are creatures of acclimation. We can acclimate to all of these things. So really the amazing thing about your mind and my mind, they were created by the Spirit of God, is that it can be reprogrammed, much like the TiVo, to play a brand new script. In other words, what I'm putting in my recorder, I can then play back. So we can be transformed 
by the renewing of the mind. And this is a, really a strong thing in the Bible. And this is what God knew before he even made us, that this would be the problem. The problem is never the circumstance. The problem is never the change. It's the mind in it that creates the resistance in all of these problems that we're having. Not the circumstance, not the outside thing it's us so when you live this way it'll basically free you to lead the life that you want and not the one that you're restricted to by your mind the mind has mind boxed you mind boxed you into living a certain way so you need to start becoming aware of moments when you go into your head and the voices that you hear that's the inner voice committee that will react to things oh why is that employee doing this why aren't they doing what i want them to do oh i'm not being heard i'm not good enough why can't i control this well how come all these women have got better husbands how come i never bought a house and left it too late how come my daughter's out of control and still lives at home at 25 years old and goes from guy to guy all of these things the mind committee will will will, will bring you down so it usually takes the form of a pattern with similar thoughts, you know, occurring again and again and again within certain external circumstances. In other words, it always from a trigger, something on the outside you're looking at from your circumstances that will trigger your committee of your mind. It always has to be an, a reaction to something external. So it's an external man manifestation of an internal feeling. It usually takes the form of a pattern, as I say, similar thoughts over and over again. So when you become more aware of the voice inside you, try hearing it from the outside and looking in. And what I mean is try and be an observer. Don't get caught into that story. You know, don't try and determine what it means. Instead of getting in it, try listening to what it tells you. If you edit it, you'll be interpreting it from an inner voice and masking what it's really saying to you. It's saying something to you. It's saying something to you really that's coming from your past. Usually, well, I'm not good enough. Why aren't you good enough? Because maybe your father told you you weren't good enough. Maybe he left you. Maybe you were born with no parents or nobody wanted you. Or maybe you've had a relationship that somebody has ended with you in the past or maybe an employer or maybe a dream you had that hasn't come to fruition. All these things will, will, will – and you feed them by going with that story. You need to break it. You need to break the pattern. So as your awareness increases of this inner story, the pattern is you break, is you're no longer controlled by its prompting. Yes, I've become aware of the presence of it, but because my awareness and my consciousness is greater, I'm no longer at the mercy of my thought patterns. We'll never be able to be out of the story. It's always there. But we need to associate our lives and identify ourselves in the story. And this message is for many, many people. Through this increase in awareness and consciousness, you'll be stepping into the real you, the spirit you, not the condition you, leaving the false condition you in the rearview mirror. That is the problem we're having in society, in the media, with people. We're so basically controlled by the script of our mind, by our lives and our separated jacked up ways that we're in a conditioning, just like walking. God had the people walk in the prop to the promised land 40 years because we get in our heads. Your greatest asset actually is getting out of your head. And I don't mean being mindless. I mean, being mindful. In other words, being aware of what you're thinking about. But the only way you'll do that is to break out of that story. You need to be aware of it and break it out because it's holding you down. 
In your dealings with others, this would help to define yourself independently in place of being at the mercy of their actions or behaviors or circumstances. Doing this will transform your usual pattern of taking offense to people or not being enough or trying to control it or creating a negative reaction to any one of the innocent scenarios that could otherwise be perceived as offensive. Remember, they're getting on with their lives. Yes, they may have jacked up lies, but you don't have to take offense at that. They're independent. We need to be intra-dependent, not codependent upon other people's reactions. We've become a very codependent world. We need people to recognize us on Facebook. We're working with people. We need things to go our way, the right reactions to make the right money, to make the right choices, all the ducks to line up. We live in panic and fear when change comes along. We don't embrace it. We're not living in faith, many of us, because we've edited God. We've edited him down to be what we want him to be. He's on a performance clause, remember? And if he doesn't deliver at the time, we, we get mad and we start to do things our own way. But it doesn't work like that because we actually work for him. He doesn't work for us, but he does by building us up. But it's really his way and his will that's going to help you. This would leave you to be open and more at peace, a conscious participant as opposed to really an involuntary reactionary to life. I always say <clears throat> we're participating in the world as opposed to an involuntary reactionary. We're reactive. We're very reactive world right now. And <clears throat> by removing the personalization of things, you become able to reshape your mind to two and then move forward with your life in a smoother fashion. This makes all the difference really between moving forward or walking faster and faster in a circle. When you move forward, your life moves with purpose instead of leaving you stuck walking faster and faster in the same cyclical pattern of negativity. You're then unburdened and self your self-imposed suitcase of baggage you take around of your story is gone. You find yourself lighter and much more able to move on. We're about to take another break. And then we'll come to a close. We'll talk about challenges and how really we can get the best through those challenges. Um, I'm believing with you we're going to make some changes today. Show I believe has been great so far. I know that we're, we're touching some points here. It's helping you with the election. It's helping you with your life. And just being able to move forward and embrace what has already been created by God for you. I will speak to you in the next segment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. 
Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome to the third segment. I'll say the final segment, but actually, you know, I always say this. The end of one race is the beginning of the next. It's not really the final segment. It's the seeds you've heard because we can only learn through hearing or seeing. That's the only way we can make changes. And from that, we plant it either on fertile soil or on barren soil. In other words, if we plant it in negativity, which is barren soil, we'll get more of that. But if we plant it in fertile soil, it'll grow. It'll grow in our minds. It'll grow in our hearts to cause transformation. So it's a new day. It may be a new season for America, but you know what? It's a new day for all of us. And really a new day translates to one thing, potential. The power, potent, that's why it's called potential. The potency is always in now. So I'm letting go of my past and I'm opening, moving with my arms open, stretching out for the goal. So all of us have the same potential, the potential in this moment. We all, we're all breathing and listening to this and we're active in this. So our potential is great now. So I'm not looking through the rear view mirror, which will blind and skew my vision, right? That's a lot of us tend to do that. Oh, it was better before. No, it really wasn't better before because it's only bad now because it wasn't better before. Think about that. <laughs> it wasn't better before at all. We, we just think it's better because that makes us feel apathetic and cynical to today. We want to be we want to be right. So if we're negative today, we need to enforce that negativity. So we always defer to that. Oh, you know, it's it's financial. We'll blame the government from 20 years ago. This No, but it's really platforms who are voiceless that now need to become with a voice. Just like myself, I'm speaking to some promoters. And if any of you are listening and you have a large amount of money or you have a large ministry, I'm looking for financing. Very simply, I've put in probably seven figures of my own money in the last five years to build the ministry. And I'm believing we're sowing seeds now, particularly with the racial divide. I had 60,000 people on one tweet the other day that we really can start to move forward and create inertia. And by more people doing it, that's how we create a change in meme. A meme really is a learned way of operating, and it's a conditioned way of operating. Just like I explained to you a few episodes ago, the way they changed the smoking ban, a lot of people started to talk it was unhealthful. It then got on platforms and discussions, and then it was passed that nowhere smoking is allowed. We can do the same with racism. We can do the same with the divide. We can talk about it and discuss it. We can change educational syllabuses to give 
give people knowledge about the past and why we have these things and mindsets and how they formed when we're externally referenced as opposed to internally internally referenced and the way we see things and how if we are united we'll have a much stronger country and world. But this comes from discussion. It becomes from platforms finding a voice. So I'm looking for that. I'm, and I'm speaking actually today a promoter that's going to put my message being a walking message. I'm going to intend traveling as, as much as God wants me to travel. I've dedicated my life to doing this. If I had a death threat over the racism issue I did, you know what? I've already surrendered that. If I make that my fear, guess what? Jesus never would have done what he did if he made death his fear. He rose above that. So we need to rise above rumors and wars and bitterness. There's always going to be rhetoric and vitriol. That's, you know, evil is there, but we've got to believe that God is greater than evil. So I've got a lot of ways with this show. We're going to touch on, I'm running out of time, but we have this last segment. We talk about challenges, you know, mountains to either move or climb in your life. So challenges are part of my life. They're part of your life. They're part of everybody's life. But these are dark times. There are dark times really when challenges become a crisis in our life. So the outcome of your life and my life depends. dark seasons? Will they be breakthrough seasons or will they be setbacks? So faith is your crucial tool here. You know, without it, people make important decisions based upon their emotions or their learned way of dealing with, with setbacks. It's a default mode. It might seem impossible that any of these three questions can and should ever be asked anytime something goes wrong. But the sad truth is that billions of people dwell really on three questions that they really shouldn't ask themselves. The one question is, who can I blame? Whose fault is it? What's wrong with me? What's going to happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? We, we, we straight away go to those questions. So we all feel the urge to condemn ourselves, condemn ourselves out of really being not good enough or not worthy. And then we want to blame others for what went wrong, to think that our lives are a complete failure. It's his fault. It's their fault. It's that's is, is the way we go about these things when they happen, when challenges happen. But these three questions really will be like a shadow and they'll dwell on you and do untold harm unless you raise your consciousness to stop them, to push them away and break that pattern and replace them really with right questions. When I change my questions, I get right actions. And when I change my actions, I get right results. So there's three positive self-affirming ways where you can approach these challenges. I always ask, number one, is this a problem, a mountain I should climb or one that I should basically walk away from? You know, unless you can answer and from your rational consciousness, not emotionally, your vision will be very hazy. So subconsciously, you'll be acting under the influence of your negative emotions, such as fear. And you'll give in to those emotions and fall back into an old habit, which is your default mode. You really must get in touch. So you must get clarity. You must get your bearings in a coherent way. You know, the first step is to consider is, is in asking God for direction or a very close friend who's not coming from an agenda who you can trust. Move towards a solution, and if it's not there, then perhaps find out why God's closed the door. Why is this blocking me? Maybe it's not what you should be doing. Maybe you lack the resources to start that business yet. Maybe it's going to take too much time to have a child at the moment when you're still studying. Maybe your daughter's still at home because she's repeating cycles, patterns that have destroyed her life. It could be many, many things. 
it is always solution. When people come to me for counseling, I will say, let's look for a solution. I never say discard it because that's what I'm going countercultural. We shouldn't be disposable because being disposable has got us all these problems. So be committed to finding a solution, to finding an answer. But when you feel you've exhausted all realistic options, doesn't mean stay five years in a dysfunctional relationship or five years in a business that's faltering. You should then begin to decide, do I put up with the situation? You've got those choices. Do I put up with the situation? Or do I walk away from the situation? I mean, that's very simple. That's the choice you're left with. Do I resign to it and put up with it? Is it worthwhile being in it? Or do I simply walk away from it? You know, three, these three alternatives are easier than they sound because most people vacillate when things go bad. They're backwards and forwards. One day they hope for a fix and they make a step. You know, the next day they may, may feel they want to blame people. They may feel they're a victim. So they just put up with things the way they are. And another day they can be tired and apathetic and simply just want to run away. So the overall result really is you're setting yourself for, for defeat. No solution can ever be found by running in three directions. You've got to stay on course. If I set my GPS and it tells me to stay on the 10 freeway, if I go on the 605 and the 210 and this one and that one, I can't have a clear direction. I can't have a solution to my journey. So you must clarify your situation and act on what you clearly see. Never make an emotional decision. It's an area many of us struggle with, and in most cases subconsciously, and that's our most detrimental. We very often don't go to the potential in our lives because we stop thinking really and praying for what we can do. We, we, we have a lot of limitations, and I really end this on limiting beliefs. It all comes on from, from this, limitations after challenges. You know, there's a story, and I told this story, there's a story of a bear that lived in a zoo all his life. He was confined to a small reserve. He was transferred to a very large animal reserve. But when he came out of the cage, he would only walk 10 steps to the right, 10 steps to the left. Even though he had a horizonless plateau of grass and a blue azure skies, he had all this abundance, but because he had a limited mindset, he confined himself to 10 spaces to the left, 10 spaces to the right. The mindset was in scarcity. He couldn't see what he had. Do you see how detrimental this kind of thinking could be to your life? Very often, we sabotage our lives by leading them this way. We have so much to be grateful for, and we should really get a, a checklist, write down all the things you're grateful for. It could be your spouse. It could be your job. It could be that you're still living. That's God got you through some stuff you don't even know how you've got through. And I always say sometimes we're praying for things we want to see, but we should also be grateful for things he's brought us through that would have broken us. I know I won't be here if it wasn't for him. It's been so hard the last 10 years. Ending it would have been the only option. So we need to thank him for those things. And like when I was 18 years old, driving an Italian car in London like a fool at very high speeds, this baby and mother came out from the back of a bus and miraculously, miraculously, I missed them. And this was Lord, you know, so many things we need to be thankful for, but very often this limiting belief. Our life is constrained really by our individual self-contained reality. Cynicism, negativity, and stress are made beliefs, limited made beliefs by you. They're learned behaviors, and through patterns we accept and live our lives by them. 
but we can transform our thinking. You know, our thoughts and behaviors, as I say, are cyclical as different situations arise and trigger the same cyclical negative thinking, behavior and response in us. So make most of us take that cycle with us wherever we go. You could be a new job, a new relationship, a new home. But if you take that cycle with you, it will always remain. We can be on a beautiful desert island, a beautiful island, or buy a new home, and we still take that. Our vision and horizon becomes very peripheral. So we need to really move forward, not be restricted by our limited mindset potential. Because otherwise, we'll have a limited mindset which restricts us in the midst of potential. We can't go beyond the limit of our mind because it set that limit for us. They might, you might feel trapped in your job, unfulfilled, disappointed by life, and find it difficult to break out of and just live a, a resigned existence. So we all have destiny that needs to be seized. And I'm going to finish with these things. Destiny that needs to be seized. It's not going to fall on your lap. Just like the five talents, the two talent, the one talent, the servant who buried the one, you foolish servant, the one who made two to four and five to ten, they were rewarded. Rewarded. So faith really positions you to receive all that God has assigned to your life. It will always take an activity from inside of you to position what he's already done. So we need to end really the spirit of limitation on our lives. We need to deal and conquer that spirit. Remain uh, victims in our lives, academically, maritally, societally, politically, spiritually, financially, and even in our business. To suffer limitation life is to have one's level of joy and success determined by other people or by our enemy of our mind. It's a barrier that places you, that stops you from getting to your greatness. It's self-imposed. So I just really pray that for you, that we have no more ropes, spiritual ropes around our necks that will create limitation. Any one of you that wants to enter your destiny must be free of the spirit. So we must end the spirit of limitation. We must release ourselves to claim what we need. So we must break off the off our neck all the burdens we carry. We want to overthrow that spirit of limitation. So Really, the foundation of your life will be made on your thoughts. It's, as I say, and your thoughts and your actions. So let's impact the world. Let's seize our opportunity. Let's seize this moment as being our potential. So I'm really praying that into your life. Let go of what it is that's holding you back. Let go of your mindset. Let go of all negativity. Be aware of it. Retrain your mind so that you can then retrain your life to be all that it is. And I'm really grateful to to have done this show i'm grateful to god grateful to voice america grateful for you listening and i want to do great things with the ministry so if any of you want to come on board um get in touch with me and we can we can expand if you want to call me to speak wherever you are in the world i will do it there's many many messages we can go but it's all about getting people to have a better vision of themselves and be able to expand that to be know that they're change agents. Change happens with one, with two, with three, with a million, with 10 million, with a billion. It happens in, that's why God sent one. It happens with people. People are change, but internally. It internally changes externally. But have yourself a great week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.